Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 11 of Chat, Grapple and Cheap Pops podcast with myself, Chris Dredd, and my main man, JB. What's going on, my friend? All good, all good. This is a, this is a fun one. He's still coming with the funky background. I'm loving it. Yeah, still um, it, it's, it's good. It's good shit, man. It's good shit. So, um, yeah, man, episode 11. We are now into the tenses of our podcast. We've had 10 down, and now we're moving into the second decade of the podcast. And uh, I think this one's going out a little bit later than... Uh, what we would usually do. I think we've, we've both just been mad busy, me yeah, we've especially. Been busy guys. We've got a lot to do. You know, that, that's the thing, because as we keep saying, you know, we, we're working guys, you know, and we have to do this in our free time when, when we can. So... It's like, it's uh, like weeks yeah. later, you know, we got kids. We got kids, baby. <laughs> yeah, and they, they need feeding, so... They do, unfortunately. They eat a lot as well. Yeah. Uh, so, it is episode 11, Chat, Grapple and Cheat Pops podcast. You can catch us on YouTube, as you are probably watching us right now. Um, you can also catch us on various yeah. podcast platforms. Um, and we, we are... We're very happy with the amount of subscribers that we're getting as well. It's slowly rising and we are extremely grateful for that. So thank you, people. Um, yeah, so you can catch us on YouTube at Chat Grapple Pops, Chat Grapple and Cheat Pops podcast. You can catch us on the Twitter. JB is currently posting uh, figure porn <laughs> all over Twitter. He There's is more just. To come. There's more to go. He's actually the dick swinging contest. Uh, Jordan is winning right now. Um, he's posting all of his figures on there. He's got his Johnson out and he's swinging it proudly. Um, it is it's beautiful to see because, as he said on on Twitter, collectors just keep collecting. That's what we do. Um, you know, and we get as excited now about a great figure that we find as we did when we were kids. We do. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's on the Twitter. Mostly it'll be Jordan on there and I will occasionally jump in with some bullshit on there. Uh, so you can catch us on YouTube. You can catch us on Twitter and have a chat with us. We've now got the Facebook group, uh, Chat Grapple and Cheat Pops podcast group on Facebook. Uh, we are on the various... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's that? List them off. List them all off. List them off, bro. The the podcast platform. So we've got Podbean, Podbean, Spotify, Deezer, Castbox, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Listen Notes, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and probably loads more that we have forgotten. So we are we're taking over. Yeah, um, we're everywhere. So yeah, let's without further ado. Let's get into this. And what are we covering today, Jordan, my man? We have we have travelled back in our time machine, and we've made it all the way back to November 1991. It's Thanksgiving. It's a it's a wonderful time for everyone and their families, apart from Hulk Hogan, who will take on his gravest challenge, and 
he's got to tackle the meanest of all the uh, marks. See what I did there. <laughs> and this, this is this is Undertaker unbeaten on TV. He's you know he's not selling anything. He's beating everybody in sight. And for some, in some way, he's become the number one contender, which is strange because we thought Ric Flair would go straight into that spot, but he did. The, yeah, the, this will be um, a constant theme for me during this podcast: is why the fuck was the Flair Hogan thing never done? Because it never was done, was it, in WWF at this time? Uh, they they did it on house shows of all places. You know, the big the big WrestleMania event that should have been, it should have been Hogan, Flair. And, you know, at this time, Flair was absolutely white hot. Oh, he's on fire. Absolutely, absolutely on fire. And you, you had Hogan, who was absolutely on fire. And for whatever reason, they wanted to do it on house shows and they did it on, like you say, doing it, doing it on house shows. Um, it should have been... a a huge spectacle. They did the the, the house show run on, on in all the big towns. Yeah, they did it in New York, LA, and stuff like that. And it did it sold pretty well, but obviously it didn't. It never made it to WrestleMania, and I think that was probably the original plan. Hogan Flair. Um, Hogan decided he didn't want to carry on after WrestleMania for a bit, so Vince had to change his plans. But before all of that happened. We are very quickly welcomed to the Joe Lewis Arena in Detroit before we are cut away to the previous week's superstars. And possibly one of the greatest angles in... I mean, is it wrestling history? Are we, are we giving it that one? One of the best ones? I would say for shock factor value... Yeah. Um, I would say for originality and just for, you know, for realism as well. Um, there was people genuinely crying in the crowd and, and screaming yeah. this is in, in the crowd. This is so good. And like I said, we're cut away to the previous week's superstars and the despicable acts of Jake the Snake Roberts. He, uh, he gets not right. as not as despicable not as despicable as what he was wearing when he came out to do his interview um, at Survivor Series. I've got that in me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, nothing says heel like leather trousers and cowboy boots, but we will get to that. Fucking brilliant, brilliant stuff. Yeah, um, Savage was in the midst of trying to get reinstated. He, you know, he lost it at Warwick WrestleMania Seven. He was no longer a heel. He'd, you know, gone, gone back with Elizabeth. They'd married at SummerSlam. All of that silly stuff. But Jake ruined the wedding, didn't he? By having a snake pop out of a, uh, out of a present. Or Cake. Out of a box. Oh, well, the yeah. box, weren't it? Yeah. Yeah. And Jake had been going in Savage pretty consistently on TV. And Savage finally went down to have a look at the ring and all of that. Just going down there to have a look. And... uh yeah, he gets tied up in the ropes and wait, who the fuck thought of this angle? Well, there is a a beautiful, beautiful breakdown 
of what happened backstage surrounding all of this between Jake the Snake Roberts and um, Macho Man Randy Savage on the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. So Jake the Snake Roberts went on to Joe Rogan's podcast. He was talking about this incident and he was talking about, you know, the fact that Macho Man Randy Savage made Jake get the snake and bite himself with it yeah, to prove, sure, yeah. The, yeah. you know, that was that was Randy, you know, just paranoid. You know, I mean, to, to be honest, I mean, it's a fucking cobra biting you. I mean, you're going to be a little bit... Yeah, between that you know? and agreeing to the angle in itself, I mean, it's not something you, you're going to work looking for, is it? Right, what we're doing today, I'm going to get bitten by a cobra. All right, what time do we finish? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... um. What an angle, though. What, yeah, what an angle. incredible. The only thing that bothered me about the angle, only tiny little thing was that they were dubbing Liz screaming over it. Right. And that just annoyed me a little bit. I just think it didn't work. But apart from, yeah. the, you know, Vince screaming, I don't think that snake's been devenomized and all that. It's every swinging for thin air. And it's just, it, it's a lot of panic in the in the angle, and it just is so good. Yeah, well, I mean, you you, you you've got you've got Piper getting involved, coming in and hitting officials, and and trying to grab Randy out of the ring because he's um he's hallucinating, you know, he's yeah. delusional, he's he's dizzy, you know. It's um it was I mean, and real talk, a snake was biting him, a cobra was biting him on yeah. the arm. That was no. Ifs or buts about it. It There's was nothing, nothing to get around it, is there? It's a, it's a man being bitten by a snake on TV. That's correct. And yeah, that's the one of the realest things we've seen on the fake wrestling show. That's right, baby. That fake yeah. wrestling, baby. Exactly. Um, but don't worry because people will say he knows how to fall. Yeah, of course, yeah. So some some people are sitting at home saying he knows how to take a snake bite. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, the oh, fact man. this goes to this goes to show you as well how good a worker Macho Man is, but how good Jake the Snake is. Jake Roberts, just his whole demeanor, his whole look. The way you know he was, he, the the snake was biting Randy on his arm, and Jake is slapping him in the face, you know, as and it's he's as he's doing it, shaking the cobra as well, which can't feel good. Oh no! I mean that that snake was pissed. Yeah, snake was fucking angry, as they say, you know. Kids are crying, crowd, they're screaming, get him out, get him out. Yeah. Um, you know, it's. Fucking insane, dude. This is 1991. Um, you know, 30 years ago or whatever. Is this insane? Jesus, almost 30 years ago, I was four. I saw this. Man, I was nine, and it scared the fucking bejesus out of me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, unbelievable angle. Um, Our next cut, our next cutaway is to Jack Tunney, the great president, Jack Tunney, who can't allow Savage to participate. At the Survivor Series, he takes blame for the incident himself, bans all reptiles from ringside for whatever that's worth, I guess. 
I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that one. Um, Savage is instantly reinstated and will face Jake the Snake at Tuesday in Texas, um, which we'll get to eventually, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan are the dream team. Yeah is is that is that your favourite one? I yes, I would say the banter in during this this Survivor Series is is just from from beginning to end non-stop. between them. Yeah. It's nonstop. It's it's fucking great. You know, even from this little first little bit here where they're talking about because you've got to remember as well, Heenan is in his element when he is wishing for the death of Hulkamania it <laughs> yeah. is that is his that's his thing that's thing. what he loves you know and the thought that the Undertaker will be killing Hulkamania tonight he was absolutely salivating yeah. at the fact he's, he's it was gonna, great he's gonna bury Hulkamania all of that stuff yep so yeah Gorilla and Bobby your favorite team I would say so man yeah. I see I, I I love Gorilla and Bobby I think they probably are my favorite I've got a lot of love for Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler though like I mean, a lot of stuff that Jerry says is probably really dated now, but and also that that uh, that trio over in WCW, I quite liked. I liked, yeah, uh, yeah, when uh, Bobby Heenan was there with Tony Schiavone and and Dusty Rhodes. Dusty, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. I don't know why that's so funny, but that was that was it's- a great team too. It was good because the dynamic was great because you know it, you you don't get no better than the the, the 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 you know director of mud holes you you don't you can't get no better than that you know the stomper yeah. becomes the stompy you can't you can't and write that shit Limo Rickshaw yeah <laughs> yeah you, know, you can't train in Mexico with Limo Rickshaw you you know that's the shit baby that's that's the American dream and and the uh, the brain it's just great stuff. You know, even even at this beginning bit, they're talking about, you know, he is talking about Hulkamania is going to be in that casket. And then Gorilla says, oh, do you reckon they've got a weasel size casket? You know, it's just literally from the the word go. Yeah, they're just at each other's throats. It's great. Fantastic. Our first match of the evening. Million dollar man. Mountie. I mean, what guy? The warlord will get to the warlord. Give me a minute. (laughs) <laughs> okay. And uh the real world champion, Ric Flair. With uh, all the managers are there as well. Jimmy Hart, sensational Sherry Slick is there, Mr. Perfect, or sorry, the executive consultant, Mr. Perfect. Executive consultant. Yeah. Who who did a, a fine job. And Bobby Heenan just like really quickly gets in. Everyone should stand when Ric Flair makes his entrance. I was I'm already <laughs> laughing. Like it's just He's so, so quick. Um, Flair is, has been carrying around the WCW title belt, the NWA title belt on TV. Um, and at this point, he'd finally got his money back because he had to put a deposit on the belt from back in the day and he never got it back. So he eventually got his money back. So at this show, when he when they digitised the, uh, the belt, it's a WWF tag team title belt he's holding up, which is quite funny. No way, that's crazy. Yeah, he, yeah, he finally got his money back, so he just he sent it back. Obviously, he's held up his end of the bargain, but they still wanted to do the belt thing on TV, so he held up a tag team title belt. It's a yeah, it's quite strange. I I thought that whole angle was was just brilliant. Oh. Um, the oh. you know the real world champion 
Great. Constantly calling out Hogan week after week. Yeah, we'd end up with Piper for a bit. But yeah, Flair was Flair was red hot here. And they, this team are taking on our Intercontinental Champion Bret Hart, who comes out in a a beautiful pink jacket. I will say that. Beautiful. Um <clears throat> babyface extraordinaire Virgil. How has he got the pop he gets in this match? I I mean the angle where he split from <laughs> the 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 million dollar man was was yeah. fresh at this time. He just got um he just given back the or or the 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 million dollar man just got lost, back his million dollar belt off Virgil. Lost it at, um Survivor Series showdown which was like the week yeah. yeah. Lost it back to million dollar man but yeah Virgil is super over like I just I'd never seen anything like it and I, I mean obviously you remember that people are over and stuff but like it's Virgil like what? I don't know what's Vincent anymore yeah well Virgil Vincent, Vincent. Um, yeah. and the other people on the team David Boy Smith British Bulldog and uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper that's right I mean that's a I mean that's a big match there I mean th- this this match I would say is you, it is your classic heels versus faces. It's your classic. The heels all have fucking managers. Yeah. Every single one of them. Um, and the faces don't. Um, all of the wrestling is 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 beautifully choreographed, as in the fact that the heels do heady stuff and the faces do facey things. Um, but they do resort to a couple of Healy tactics just to counteract the Healy tactics at some points. But it is just a very well-balanced match, well, this is, um, I would it. say. I mean, I've got bit, I've got on here on my notes, big pops for every babyface that's in this match, including Virgil. Um, Roddy Piper plants a kiss on Sherry, which probably wouldn't go down these days. Yeah, I've, I've got hashtag me too yeah. written um, on, on the thing because, uh, yeah, he... Because all the managers have an unwanted kiss. That was an unwanted kiss. Yeah, it's all the managers have to go, but Sherry, for whatever reason, is still at ringside. So she and she ends up getting like dragged into the ring, and then she cowers away from uh, Piper. He turns around. He like jumps. She jumps. He does the classic Sherry, and she jumps on his back. Yeah. And then obviously he spins her around and plants her one right in the kisser there. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it wouldn't fly. Yeah. Uh, I've got here as well Ted, uh, Brett and, and the Million Dollar Man are smooth as silk in the ring together I've, right. yeah, I've, yeah I've got that because they keep Million Dollar Man in the corner the team for a long while but then it ends up Hart and Million Dollar Man and it's just great wrestling oh, yeah, Re- really good stuff yeah, really good um, DiBiase is a fucking ring king he's an absolutely great worker Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase Shout out, dude. Great worker. Um, came ever so close to winning world titles on a couple of occasions. Tried to buy it one time as well. That didn't really work out for him. But one of the greatest, one of the greatest heels to ever grace a ring, dude. Million dollar man. The whole angle, how he was brought in with with you know, and literally he was living the life of Vince McMahon. You know, that was the angle. I mean, he what, was what a gimmick to have. It's fucking great, mate. You know. 
Don't, and, and don't travel don't travel it you know without a limo and all this like just giving them cash like it's it's the gimmick of, of dreams isn't it it's great mate and ted was 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 the one man he was he he, he you know killed it absolutely absolutely fantastic there's big cheers from the male contingent when flair gets in the ring for the first time i noticed that and i mean it's really it's Fucking Ric Flair, for God's sake. He's already a legend in 91. Yeah. He's still in great shape. He's, you know, can clearly work 45 minutes to an hour because he'd only done that, like, in WCW as recently as, like, you know, the 1990. He eliminates Davey Boy pretty clean. Davey Boy Um, doesn't doesn't get a lot in here. There's a a great moment. There's a few great moments. Um... You've got um, so before that, you've got Flair and uh, Davy Boy are in the ring. Okay, so Flair comes in and Davy Boy's giving him a thing. He does a couple of Flair flops. Yeah. Um, he gets them in. Early. At, oh, it's brilliant! He gets them in early, but then when the crowd are, are literally teetering on the edge, you can kind of see him say to Davy, "Tag Piper." Yeah. You can you can see him. He says, get Piper, because them two were having like a, you know, a little to do. So as soon as he read and he heard what the crowd was doing, he just said to Davey, get Piper. And as soon as Davey Boy turned around and tagged Piper, that fucking crowd went through the roof. And that is the experience. You know, a lot of people knock Ric Flair, dude. A lot of people knock him um, and say that they hate him. Not on this show. Not on this show, baby. No. you know, but he knows he's got that experience and he knows what to do, when to do it. And, you know, he says, obviously, get. And as soon as Piper comes in, fuck me, that roof nearly comes off. And then Piper keeps hammering him a couple of more flare flops. It's great stuff. Um, Are you disappointed and, he wasn't wearing peach? No, I mean, the, he, he came back out um, later on in a, a nice robe. Yeah, it was it was great. And he had. I'm telling you, the promo that that Flair does. Yeah, later on. Yeah, wow. Is absolute fucking gold, man. Absolute gold. We have our winner of the um, ICO Pro Award this week in this match. Holy shit! The Warlord is jacked to fuck. <laughs> man, I, I recently. I recently saw a picture on a, on one of the groups that we're in in Facebook on Facebook the NWA wrestling group and there's a picture of Warlord with hair. <laughs> it just looked very strange. I mean, this guy is he's beefed out to the max, isn't he? Oh, he's a fucking as Cartman would say, beefcake. He is, yeah. He has been clearly on those Ico Pro shakes. The protein bars. He's probably hitting the gym once or twice a week. He's yeah. <laughs> and and let's not forget, you know, you had powerhouses in this match like Davy Boy Smith. He, he and looks small. You know, and Davy Boy gets in the ring with him. Yeah. You, I mean, yeah. before that though, you've got Davy Boy Smith literally like doing reps with the Mountie. Yeah. Like he's got the Mountie and he's doing reps with him. You know. And, um, you know, the Mountie's just been your classic heel, rolling out of the ring, running away, being oh. a pussy. Yeah. Um, 
great stuff. But yeah, David Boy gets in the ring with um, uh, with the Warlord and just looks, you know, the Warlord average. Is um, yeah, so he wins the Ico Pro Award this week easily. Uh, there is there was a not a close second place, but we'll get to him later. Uh, Ronnie Piper puts on a figure four. The place loved the go again. The place is going mad for this. This is, I mean, I'm amazed they didn't put this one on last. Yeah, the 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 way the matches went on this pay per view was a little bit weird for me. Yeah. Um, the the you know the title match really should have been on last. I I thought anyway. Well, we we understand why they didn't put it on last, and we'll get to it like when when we when we cross that match, but. Bobby Heenan is on fire. Um, nobody wants to tag the Mountie. So Bobby Heenan says, Mountie missed the tag. He couldn't reach him. He's, yeah, is it? Yeah. <laughs> and then there's Virgil chants, like audible Virgil chants. I'm like, this is, this, I'm in a different world. You're in an alternate reality, yeah, bro, where, where Virgil is over. Some of the finishes in the Survivor Series matches in general were pretty poor. Um, and this one in particular, I think it's just a wall gets a knock on the back of the head and Piper pins him clean. I'm like, oh, it was, he just hit him like from like the second term up or something and hit him on the back of his head. That was it. Yeah. You get a lot of roll-ups as well. But uh, <laughs> Bobby Heenan's asking whether or not they, they get a rest after yeah. the ball. Yeah. It, and he 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 woos like Heenan's wooing <laughs> all the way through this pay per view. It's fun, but he's doing it with gusto as well. He's and he says, um, Tunney can um distort the belt, but not the brilliance of flair. Um, you know, it's just it's great stuff, you know. It's um, he, he's saying, uh, for, he says things like, Oh, look at flair. He hasn't even broken a sweat. If Hogan was in there, he'd be soaking wet and have lost 30 pounds. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's a, there's a knock in there somewhere, isn't there? It's brilliant. It's like Flair hasn't even broken a sweat, but Hogan would be soaking wet. He would have lost 30 pounds. It's just great. I may, have, I may have you removed. It's like, I'm oh, gonna... yeah. It's... <laughs> And yeah, when when um, Heenan's in like full flare mode, you know, you get there. Will you stop? You know, he's like, you know, he's supposed to be a broadcast journalist. And yeah, yeah, and it's around this time that you sort of forget that there's a match going on because there's a little bit of bickering, and everyone gets in the ring because Flair's taking a bit of a beating from Piper, I think it is. And Flair sort of rolls out. The ref is all over the place. He loses complete control. Yeah. And he DQs everyone apart from Flair. So yeah. he can celebrate. It's great. It's it's because Flair does the classic Flair bump. He does the thrown into the corner, does the whip, and then ends up outside. Yeah. It descends into madness in the ring. And then yeah, the referee just fucking disqualifies everyone apart from Ric Flair. And then, you know, you've got Flair with his hand up in the middle of the ring and Heenan just going absolutely crazy. Bobby, Bobby like Heenan he goes, I think Piper gave up. Like, nothing was going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. And he gets to talk about the real world champion. He does woo a lot here as well. 
The only thing that bugged me is we didn't see a lot of Hitman in this match. It wasn't a what lot we, of him, what we, Yeah. What we did see of him with a Million oh, Dollar Man was absolutely yeah. fantastic. And, uh, yeah, it's the, uh, it's the perfect victory, as uh, I think Heenan would say. And then, uh, I mean, this is a pretty, this is a much faster moving pay-per-view than some of the ones we've seen in this era, where there's a lot of interviews and backstage interviews and all that. I mean, eventually that starts to creep in. But in the arena, Mean Gene is out and he's got the macho man. And again, massive pop. Huge pop for Savage. And he says that 97% of the people on the vote line that uh, said that he should be reinstated. I thought that was hilarious. They were running vote lines to see whether Savage should be back or not. Who who was the 3% that said no? It was um, probably Heenan ringing up repeatedly. Heenan and Jake, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, how how good did Macho look in this, in his outfit? How good was his hat, dude? Green and purple is absolutely wonderful. Oh, it's beautiful. The feather was was fucking beautiful in his hat. I don't think uh, anyone's ever looked better than, than that. But, yeah, he says that it was a living hell being bitten, and I fucking believe him. He was bitten by a snake. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not going to be a walk in the park, is it? I I refer everybody to I won't tell the story, but Jake the Snake Roberts tells the story of about what happened backstage to do with all of this, and it's funny as fuck. You might even be able to um, find the snippet. You might not have to watch the whole episode, but really, you should watch the whole episode of Joe Rogan and Jake the Snake Roberts because yeah, it's, it's brilliant. It's, yeah. Um, but that you could probably find the snippet, and basically he says that. Uh, Macho Man's arm just absolutely swelled up like absolutely huge after that. Um, Savage says he's going to be all over Jake like melting butter. Yes. <laughs> melting butter. What, what a great analogy. And It's great. You can, ask, you can ask Liz herself like what she thinks of all this and she gets wheeled out. She's, I mean... She gets a bigger pop than some of these other guys get later on. And she wants to thank everyone. She signs off with an oh yeah, you know, the same one she used when she said she when she agreed to marry Savage. Like it's classic. It's yeah, it's it's classic like WWF era stuff, like that great 90 to 92 stuff. Um, and they're working on getting Tuesday in Texas televised. That was uh from Gorilla and, well, it was Gorilla mainly. Bobby didn't yeah. really care. Um, he was too busy trying to trying to call Mr. Perfect in the back. It was so good. He goes, I'm going to get on to, to Mr. Perfect in the back and find out what's going on and how they're feeling. And he, he plays it brilliantly because he literally picks up a phone, dials a number, waits, and you can hear him say, get me Mr. Perfect. <laughs> He's just like... He, he, Heenan is is the the man. Heenan is the man. End of. Our next match, uh, it's another Survivor Series match. It's, uh, I mean, it's a it's a squash, but we'll get to get through it. It was Colonel Mustafa or the Iron Sheik, as we like to know him as, uh, the Berserker, Skinner, and Hercules. Uh, hut, hut. Yeah, hut. Uh, we have our managers at Ringside. Uh, <laughs> 
General Adnada, Mr. Fuji. <laughs> now, has Paul Roma left at this point? Um, I believe so. I think he was in he was in WCW, but with someone weird. Um, ninety three, he would he would end up in WCW. I know I've, I've seen a few of them recently, like because he tagged with Arn Anderson, the Horseman. But I think before he was with someone else in in, in earlier. I think he was with our oh, bloody hell. I saw a picture on that same group on Facebook of of Paul Roma and someone else in WCW around that time. And it was someone really strange. Okay. Well, uh, well, I don't know who that was, but yeah, I, I believe um I believe Paul Roma was um He's gone. He, he was gone. It's um, Hercules was wearing his power and glory gear. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, it they're was. Ta- they're taking on Texas Tornado, El Matador, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and Sergeant Slaughter. Now, can I call the American flag a cheap pop? Yes, 100% you can call it a cheap pop. Thank God for that. Um, yeah, it, it clearly is a cheap pop. Like, there's a lot of USA chance in that during this match that you get to. But Bobby Heenan, when our Matador comes out, is that a hat or a chihuahua? Oh, it's brilliant. Uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's, <laughs> I've got that written down as well. <laughs> uh, he really doesn't like let go of it on this one. And Sarge, Sergeant Slaughter had recently turned face. He was... Uh, I think he'd only just main event in SummerSlam with the, the the Triangle of Terror and all that. With the, he uh, says that they say he he got his country back or something. It. Yeah, he got his country back. Good lord. Um, and yeah, something I noticed. I don't know if you saw it. Could you tell that Tornado was running with a limp when he was running ropes? Um. Yes, you can. And uh, sorry, mate, I'm just trying to look for this picture of bloody um, Paul Roma and I can't find it. We will have to uh, add that at some point. We'll come back to it in another episode because I swear he was in WCW at that time with someone really odd in a, in a tag team. But um, the the tassel factor on Kerry Von Erich is yeah, something else. times a million. There's a lot of tassels, but then it is covering a leg isn't it but this is what i think the reason for his tassels being that um that much was because he he probably had like some crazy knee brace thing to keep his prosthetic leg you know the foot like on or his boot to keep his boots on i mean you're probably right it is probably covering the prosthetic and that's fair enough. Like, I'm not, we're not going to argue with that. He is a baby face. He can wear as many tassels as he wants. No, but this is the thing. The baby face times tassel equals pops. You know? That's the, that's the, that's the formula. And, you know, Bobby is, again, he's in prime, prime sort of form. He's Bob, uh, Gorilla asked for security. <laughs> Bobby says, why well, are you going to have another hot dog? Yeah, he he also says uh, when Duggan gets in, he says, "Oh, there's four men in the corner." But when Duggan looks over, he sees eight. 
<laughs> it's just gold. He can't help himself, can he? <laughs> the whole family's punchy. His mum was punchy. <laughs> he's, he, he's been attacking Duggan from 1991 WWF all the way through to WCW. Oh, it carries on like to no end, doesn't it? Great. Uh, Mustafa or the Iron Sheik is moving in slow motion. I noticed that. I don't know how old he is at this point, but he is definitely moving really slowly. And he's not in great shape. Well, I'm not sure if he's not in great shape. I think he's getting old. I, you know, he still looks pretty, pretty muscular. You know, as they do. Ico Pro is what it is. And yeah, he just, he, yeah, it's just slow motion. He gets hit with a weak clothesline by Sarge and gets eliminated. Yeah, I mean, he, there was no time for him to be fucking anyone in their ass and making them humble making right them, here. Breaking their backs, yeah. Regular. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> still... <laughs> oh, fuck it. Oh, I, I love the Iron Sheik's shoot interviews. Baby, yeah. The, there was when I shouldn't be laughing because it's about Chris Benoit, but there's one clip, and I was one of the first people, along with our mutual friend Matthew, um, to have a video internet phone. Okay, sorry, that's a shout. Use Matt Cactus Matt. Shout Matt. out to Matt Diamond Dennis. Um, we rechristened so, him. We rechristened him. He's Cactus Matt now. Is Cactus Matt. It yeah. will always be Diamond Dennis to me, man. Um, he, so me and Matty had, back in the day, the, on the three network, these video phones that had the internet on them, right, for the first time in the UK. And I had a load of videos that I had, like, there was a, there was, um, there was a, an internet website that is no longer around. And I had, I downloaded so many videos from this internet website and it was called Wrestling Gone Wrong. Have you ever heard of that website? I thought you were going to talk about Napster or something then. Like... No, dude, this is, this is, this is Wrestling Gone Wrong, right? And it had videos on there of basically all the fucked up shit that had ever gone on in wrestling. Like, you know, Psycho Sid breaking his leg. Oh, um, yeah. No. Like, um, New Jack, like, stabbing some fucking guy in the ring um, multiple times. And, like, oh, yeah, yeah, from... Uh... And trying to kill him, like, standing on his head and then poking him with the fucking blades. Um, but I had all these on my phone because I would show people and say, look, because, you know, everyone was rolling with their, like, 3210 Nokias and all that kind of shit, man, 8210s. And I had a fucking video phone, man. And I was, like, had all these sick wrestling videos on there. And and one of the, the videos I had on there was a little uh, excerpt from, uh, it was an Iron Sheik, Iron Sheik, Honky Tonk Man, and New Jack shoot interview, right? Can you imagine those three? All together. All together in one room oh, doing like an RF video or whatever, right? And it was talking and it was the Sheik fucking going mad about Chris Benoit. Just going, you fucking piece of shit. Yeah. You fucking kill yourself. You fucking kill Daniel. Uh, fucking 
Nancy, you fucking piece of shit. You'll fucking live near me and you'll not come see me and all this. Like he was going, he was like in tears, bro. And the honky tonk's trying to talk. He's like, no, fucking shut up. You'll fucking piece of shit. Like it's just, the chic is just, oh, dude. He, you know, I swear at one point he was like a crackhead as well. Um, you know, smoking crack and wasn't it him and uh, someone else that broke broke into McDonald's one night or something, or smashed a window at McDonald's. Him and Ken Patera or something. Nuts. Yeah, just, absolutely. The, the they, was... Yeah, they wouldn't serve him Big Macs or something like that late, and the, so they took a like obviously a couple of powerlifters. They got massive boulders and started launching them through the windows at the McDonald's. Fucking loons, man! <laughs> like. But this is the chic, man. Like when I when I see the chic now in my older days, you know, I, I I still remember when you know he had Hogan in the camel clutch trying to break his back, and then you know Hogan rolled him up for the one two three and took the title off the chic. Um, but then there's this other side of the iron money, chic. Wasn't he? he said he was offered a lot of money to to shoot on Hogan. Was he? Yeah, um, I think it was. Obviously, I'm I'm not sure who who offered him the money, but he said that he was offered money to to shoot, and uh, you know, I'm I'm sure he was offered, I'm sure he was offered an equal amount of money to put him over and all. Yeah, and so yeah, you know, you know, the sheik still says that he started Hulkamania, so I believe him as well. Um, I, I believe him, fucking. Fuck him in his ass, make him humble. Um, so it's you know that's the sheik to me. I've got two sides of the sheik, yeah. um, and I love him. I think his Twitter account is still one of the most entertaining Twitter accounts out there, and I'm surprised he's still with us. To be honest, he's lived a life, man. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it must be all them clubs. More must be power, the clubs. More, yeah, more power to him, man. Like yeah, see that clip of him and Sting, yeah, where he's doing the clubs as well. Like he just keeps doing. Must be the clubs, man. He's been doing that since NWA days, bro. He's been doing that since fucking Memphis, bro. Um, El Matador puts uh, <laughs> he puts Hercules away with the uh, El Paso de Monte, or yeah. the <laughs> would call it El Paso de Salsa. <laughs> it's great because Bobby also he says, "Look at the colour he's in." And he goes, what, is it in a lovely emerald green? He goes, no, that's called El Guacamole or something. Yeah. <laughs> Heenan would get a lot of mileage out of El Matador, like, later on as well, like, at WrestleMania and stuff. He just... Sarge rolls up Skinner for another three count. Um, now, here's where... Here's, this is... I don't know what happened here. Sarge is ramming Berserker's head into an exposed turnbuckle ten times. Yeah, and he knows sells it as well. Um, yeah. it, I don't know how it, it the the turnbuckle removed was removed somehow in a little bit of a schmoz after Slaughter eliminated um, the Sheik Mustafa. Sorry, but ten times he hits him into exposed turnbuckle, which would usually finish someone off after one hit. Yes, and yeah, I, I don't know what. So obviously, it's a cock up at some point. Someone's it's a you know a little botch there, but. Duggan hits his clothesline on the Berserker, and it is a squash. It's four, you know, all four men on the babyface team survive, and it's, yeah, it was just, it wasn't very good. 
I mean, you've got you've got Skinner with like tobacco juice all around his fucking mm. mouth as well. It just looks horrible. Like it was disgusting. I mean, he was chewing dog shit. It was. It looked. He looked like that. I mean, there's in this little bit of memorabilia for today. Memorabilia. Time. This is the WWF Series Two sticker album, and Skinner has like a double spread in here. Um, yeah, dude. Like he's a you know he's a big character. This is Series Two, 1991 or whatever. So, um, and at the time it cost fifty pence. This album. 50 pence. Wow. It costs you a lot more than that nowadays, let me tell you that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I was gifted this by a friend. And shout out to um, Chris for this album. He was being, he's moving house and he's going through all his stuff. And he said, yo, Chrissy, do you want this album? I was like, fuck yes, I want that album. Um, <laughs> thank you. Wow, a gift. He gave, yeah, he gave it to me. So shout out Mr. Sims. Big up yourself, bro. I told you I'd give it, I told him I'd give him a mention, man. And yeah, yeah he um he just gave me that last week. Mean Gene brings out Jake the Snake Robertson. We've just we touched on this very quickly at the beginning, but Jake comes out in his green slash grey with a little bit of blue jumper like it's almost like a christmas jumper it, it was his nan knitted it it was that's what i've got written down <laughs> he's in he, he comes out in you know a, a jumper knitted by his nan cowboy boots and leather pants black leather trousers and cowboy boots and i mean it's here it's healed to no end sure but it's like he got dressed in the dark he looks inebriated as well, if you look at his face. Glazed eyes. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not his best interview. His best interview comes at, at Tuesday in Texas, funnily enough. But Well, to be honest, it's not a bad one, though, dude. It's no. not a bad interview. But, um, yeah, his better one comes on the Tuesday, but we're not going to talk about that today. He says to trust him, that it was an accident. Uh, and... <laughs> This is this is where it, some of it is good. Like Gene says, he should have been eighty sixth for it, you know, or fired or whatever they call it. And uh, Jake says that he spoke with God and said that God doesn't like Gene. Yeah, it, it, it's it's beautiful because he goes, "You're always trying to paint paint me as the sinner." Well, I spoke to God this morning and he said he doesn't like you, yeah. and it was just. It was like wow. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, it was wow. A, I mean, it was grasping sort of promo because you do you, you stop and listen. Mm. And yeah, it's uh, that Savage will uh, regret coming back and all that. Gorilla. And oh, sorry, just just quickly as well. He says he's got a he's got a great line in this that he that he finishes on, and he says where where Mean Gene says to him. Oh, uh, yeah, there's no, there's no uh, reptiles allowed at rep, uh, ringside. Oh. But, um, you know, and then Jake says, I, I should have, you, you guys should have known right now that I've always been the snake that you should worry about. And it's just, it's just good. It's just Trust very me. good. Yeah. It's, 
Gorilla says that, and this is, I mean, this was stunned me to my core that Tuesday in Texas would be on pay per view. I mean, I, I, I mean, how lucky are we? Oh, we're, 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 we're extremely happy that it's uh, available on, uh, on pay per view. Yeah. Um, there's a promo vid, uh, just sort of recapping what's been happening between Hogan and The Undertaker. Hogan was on the funeral parlor and he got jumped by Flair and Taker. And Piper and Savage made the save, I think, from that one. Yeah, but there, there was a, there was, I mean, this, this again shows how over Flair was because Flair turned up again with the belt, you know, and he just, you know, every time Flair was involved in anything around this time in WWF, it was just, it was just great. Um, this is, this is the thing, Flair. When Flair rocks up to the funeral parlor and goes face-to-face with Hogan, he doesn't bat an eyelid. There's no star power. Like, he's not starstruck. Sorry, that's what I'm looking for. When he goes face-to-face with Hogan, he cuts this incredible promo, you know, telling Hogan that the butterfly's in his stomach, you know, and all that stuff. It's like... I mean, it is... Flair is on on fire. He really... Yeah, he was... Yeah, he was he was on equal he was on equal footing at least with Hogan at this point. If, if yeah, if there was ever a way to judge like you know whether Flair was as big a star as Hogan at this point, it's it's in this it's at the funeral parlor where Flair comes out and cuts his killer promo, and Hogan runs through his bit. You know, let me tell you something and all that stuff. And but yeah, it, it's. Coming up, should should have been the main event, but it wasn't, and we'll get to why. It's The Undertaker with his manager, Paul Bearer, against our World Wrestling Federation champion, Hulk Hogan. And the pop for Hogan is something else. Something we... I think I'm... Uh, I've retweeted or something on Twitter. There was a, there was, it was Hogan returning from an attack from an earthquake, and the pop he got at that on that show was ridiculous. Didn't we cover that show? We covered that show. We did. SummerSlam 90. Just uh, go back and watch our previous episodes. You can go back in the archive and have a look at that one. But the Hogan pop, I think, is just, it's incredible. And it was consistent. Consistently. Yeah. Yeah, Gorilla Monsoon calls him the greatest pro athlete in the world today. I, uh, yeah, I, I found that one a little bit funny. Hogan on his That's way. That's the antithesis. Yeah, he's definitely not the greatest athlete in the world. Um, Hogan tips over the casket that was brought out to ringside. Uh, we've also got the Hogan mega fan at ringside. Bro, <laughs> this guy, yeah. But do you know what, right? I'm sorry, yeah? This guy is in my notes, right? He believes he's Hogan. I'm telling you, bro. He He's there, like, hyping the crowd up, yeah. um, turning around to the rest of the crowd and just, you know, going crazy. Like, him up. Yeah, it's the Hogan. He's fucking fan. incredible, dude. He's like Hogan's... Dweeby younger brother or something like he's, you he's see even him wearing... later on in WCW with the moustache and everything as well. Yeah, man, he's wearing yellow hot pants, bro, oh, as well. Yeah, it's 
the Hogan megaphone. We always get one in the front row, don't we, that we pick out. And uh, <laughs> it does a uh... quick question. Is The Undertaker the greatest ever? Um, with re- Sorry. With, with regards to what longevity of career, um, 30, 30 years of being over, being able to reinvent himself, you know, a few times and stay over and stay on top. Is he I, one of the best? Is he the best? I think when you get to the point, I mean, he is one of the best for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, people that don't watch wrestling still kind of know who The Undertaker is. Yeah. But not to the point of how they know people like Hulk Hogan, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. But um, that's probably because they've done other stuff out of wrestling, though. I think in wrestling terms, you've got to say that um, Callus Mark Calloway is, yeah, he, he, he's one of the best for sure. He, he, absolutely. Um, yeah. he's, he's also, with the, the boys, he is seen, when they used to have wrestlers caught, The Undertaker was the judge. Judge, yeah, that's it. That's, that's where you know you're at the top, you're the judge. So there you go. Um, but actually, do you, let me tell you one time that he wasn't the judge. When um, it was, there was a Divas dodgeball match, right? There was like old Divas versus new Divas. So the new Divas that weren't wrestling against the old Divas that were wrestlers, like Victoria and all them kind of people, right? I was listening to a shoot interview with her and basically they lost a a dodgeball match that was supposed to be legit. So the, the wrestlers... Divas lost the dodgeball match putting over the new Divas that weren't workers. Okay, stay with me. Um, so basically, the the old Divas who were the wrestlers were pulled into wrestlers' court because uh, under the charge of fucking losing what was supposed to be a legit wrestling, a legit dodgeball match to these fucking non-wrestlers, right? And usually in wrestlers' court, the Undertaker would be the judge. But at this this trial, it was Triple H. So, um, you know, and even the coach was there getting involved and she had to turn around to him and say, what the fuck are you even doing here? You're not even a wrestler. Um, and she was basically saying, look, this was a fucking work. What the fuck? Are you, like, am I in a room full of marks, basically? Like... Yeah. We didn't want to put them over in wrestling because they're not wrestlers. So the only way we could put them over was in a dodgeball match. So we let them win the dodgeball match. It's a fucking work. Like, and uh, yeah, there's a whole thing about that court case. And it's just basically one of the very few cases, if maybe not the only one, where the Undertaker wasn't the judge, which is just a little bit of fucked up random trivia that no one probably really cares about but I'm going to tell you that anyway there's the other one where he took the uh, I guess it would call it wrestler's law for this case only took it into his own hands because Michael Shawn Michaels was bitching about losing the the, uh, losing the title to Steve Austin at Wrestlemania 14 yes like I said you know if you don't drop that title and put that boy over I'm going to I'm going to beat the shit out of you (laughs) 
<laughs> yep, he said that, and he was stuck to a he was stuck to a monitor and telling everybody that listens as well. If he doesn't put him over, yep, I'm gonna fucking kill it. Make sure Sean could see him taping his fists. Yeah. And then the minute he put him over, he untaped his fists, got his bag, and he left the arena. <laughs> that's correct. That's fucking Taker. Great. So that's a, a shout-out for The Undertaker there, being just an absolute don. Um, there, there's also there's a story about someone that bought a house off The Undertaker, and they went they went into the bottom basement, and there was a massive ring in there, um, and he had a ring in his basement. Everyone's dream, right? Oh yeah, for sure, man. I think it was it was some pop star. It was some pop star who bought a house, and they didn't know whose house it was. And they went downstairs, and there was a ring. And they asked the the real estate guy, "Oh, who's that?" And they said, "Oh, it's uh, the Undertaker. It's his house." Just random bit of fucking trivia. So this this uh this match isn't very good. I will say that. Um, can I interject again? Possibly. Of course. It. It was, it was the beginning of the building of the character of the Undertaker. So, when the Undertaker came in, what year was it? What eighty nine? Ninety. It was ninety. Okay, yeah, he, he, and that was what ninety. Yeah, so the Survivor Series ninety. Yeah. So, it, the, the whole character of the Undertaker. I mean, people would have probably do you think people would have recognized him as 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 mark calloway or or you know his other iterations elsewhere because he had the red hair possibly i mean i'm not saying for sure i mean it's mean mark isn't it or yeah yeah so i mean they were trying to build this whole persona and 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 Percy Pringle, aka Paul Bearer, was was helping with that as well. But I think this match was good, where he was building the character of the Undertaker. So, excuse me, there was a lot of him looking at the camera and doing the thing with his his eyes. You know, we do the. Can you see that? Can you see the whites? I can see it. Yeah. Right. So, oh, it's giving me a bit of a headache. Um, I don't know how he did that for so many years. Shout out to The Undertaker for doing that rolling your eyes into the back of your head thing because it's fucking painful. Um, but he, you know, where he was choking, you know, and, you know, and doing the eye thing. And he was genuinely creating like a scary persona. Um, and I, 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 I thought this. I think they'd, they'd, they'd already they'd built it for a year. He hadn't lost on, t- on TV for a year. So he was unbeaten. Yeah. yeah, and I just think, yeah, he, he's already he's already over at this point, and everyone knows what he's about. And if anything, if I'm honest, you put down if you're going to put like place blame, you blame it on Hogan. I I would because dead by at this point. Um, I mean, I just like seeing Hogan losing. First of all, um, the 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 red and yellow Hogan. I just fucking. Oh man, yeah, I, I mean, for kids, you don't see it. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, oh, I don't know. It's it's very difficult because, like we've said in previous, in previous shows, that Hogan had to had to evolve. He he had to he had to evolve, and he left and went to WCW. 
um, after a few years after this, no. and then he's yeah, it's dude. It's it's old, it's faded, but I'm still repping it. It's an old Hulkamania T-shirt. It's great, man. You know, and it, it had to evolve, and it did evolve into the Hollywood Hulk Hogan. But um, you know, it was just at this point. I mean, I just fucking, I just, I just grimaced when I saw in this match him no sell oh, a tombstone yeah. power no, driver. We'll get to that. Um, like, I mean, you're trying to fucking build up. The match is going in slow motion for me. And it's terrible. I mean, there's even a rest hold in there as well. Yeah. You know, it's. Um, sorry, go on. It bugs me that there's a rest hold in a slow match where they're not really moving a lot. I mean, Undertaker does most of the movement. And yeah, Hogan, they still put on, they still put on a rest hold. There's a smatter at the start. You start to hear a smatter and a cheers for the Undertaker as the match goes on, especially on that clothesline. Um, oh, the flying clothesline, yeah. You hear the cheers for that. I thought, yeah, that was good. Um, I mean, and you yeah, know. Hogan no-sells a fucking tombstone. Yeah, it's, it's great when Bobby Heenan's fucking salivating at the fact that Hulkamania, because he, he's like... um. You know, Hogan tries to pick up the Undertaker and slam him, and he's like, "He couldn't slam him. He couldn't slam him. Hulkamania's dead, Monsoon." Yeah. Um. You know, it's just great. You know, but yeah, he he, he fucking you've got Hogan's little dweeby brother trying to gas up the crowd when Hogan's on the floor, yeah. and then yeah, just Hogan no sells the fucking tombstone. Like you can you can do so much like damage to someone by doing something like that, and. I think he does it to Vader as well later on in WCW. He no-sells a Vader bomb or something and it just ruins the whole, like, their whole angle. At least, at least take the fucking move, right? Take the move, lie on the floor and kick out. Fucking, yeah, kick out, bro. Don't just literally get Tombstone Power Drive and then jump up like you've just shit your pants. (laughs) Fucking hard. Hogan, man. He, after that, he hulks up. He goes through that whole spiel, you know. Uh, take it. He gets taken out to one knee, which is a big deal because Taker's barely been knocked off his feet. Um, and here comes the real world champion in a beautiful robe, as we spoke about earlier. And Fantastic. Yeah, uh, Flair goes straight to the timekeeper's table and picks up the championship belt. Hogan gets down there and decks him, and. In the midst of all that, I think Hogan hits Taker with a boot. He's about to hit a leg drop, runs to the wrong rope because Paul Bearer's not in position. Yeah. So Paul's got to grab the leg and distract the ref and all that. And and Flair well, pushes Flair the chair a, in. Yeah, he puts the chair in and hits uh, and Taker hits Hogan with another tombstone, which you can clearly see Hogan doesn't touch the chair. Um. And there's more on that. And we have, and this is where, this is what I I love this pop. Because there's a new champion. Taker gets a massive cheer. And in a way, it is probably the end, the end of Hulkamania. It's because of Flair as well, though, I think that pop. I think the pop is, is for, because Flair's the one that pushes the chair in. You know, and it's like the whole schmoz of that. And fuck it, even Heenan, it, Heenan's great in this. He's like, it's Hulk's fault for touching Flair. Like, why did he have to go out there? 
Flair was just down here relaxing. Like, I, mean, I, I, I genuinely think that that 1991 is like the end of 91 is probably the beginning of the end for the red and yellow Hulk stuff because it's let's be honest 92 he does nothing he main events Mania 8 but that's it 93 he steals the main event of Wrestlemania 9 94 is in WCW and they're booing him anyway Wrestlemania 9 still to this day gets my goat (laughs) it does it it fucking pisses me off, man. You have Brett the Hitman Hart Brett putting in a great match. Yokozuna and Bret Hart have an absolutely fantastic match. And then Hogan just turns up and, and, and gets the belt. And it's like, yeah, it's grim. fuck you, Terry, man. <laughs> Sorry. It, obviously, I get really up. Hogan fan. Our Hogan no. fan is distraught at ringside. You can see his face. He looks like he wants to cry. Proper. Yeah, uh, dude. Keenan's doing cartwheels. He's thrilled at this. He's talking um, about the punk Hulkamaniacs. He goes into like a little spiel where at the yeah. end it with these and these stupid little punk Hulkamaniacs with tears in their eyes. It's fucking great. I mean, even like, and this shouldn't really bother me, but even Hogan's selling of the tombstone afterwards, like when he loses, how long does that go on for? I know. I've even got that. He's fucking Hogan's milking it. Yeah. Like he's proper he, milking it. He's milking the shit out of it, and and he sells the tombstone to Taker as though Taker's hurt him because he kayfabes him. Yeah. And Taker never really forgave him for that because there's nothing wrong with him because he's going to work the Tuesday. Yeah. Like, I I just love I just love Heenan just saying. Get up, Hogan. Go and make another movie. Um, he's DOA. Tag yeah. the toe. Tag the toe. <laughs> hey, Hulk, it's over, big man. He's <laughs> yeah, so good. And make another movie. Did you hear the booze when Hogan left as well, when he finally got out of the ring? I don't think yeah. that was for anyone else. That was for Hogan. Yeah. Um, mean Gene is livid. He is... You know, Roddy Piper's furious as well when he come, walks into shop. He calls The Undertaker and Adam's family rechecked, which is... Yeah, he says Lurch's... And Lurch's friend, he says, yeah. calls Flair Lurch's friend. Um, we get to Sean Mooney. This is where we start to lose oh. the show a little bit. So, Sorry, bro, just very quickly as well. Fucking... I, I, I hate to bring it up, right? But... Um, Piper mentions the Grand Wizard of the KKK. Dude, I, I don't know. Oh, shit, you not. He goes, and he's Tunny, Tunny. Are you watching Tunny? And then he goes, you know, watching that was like watching David Duke becoming president. Yeah. I can hear all the bells ringing. And it's like, why are you mentioning the Grand Wizard of the KKK? I suppose it's to get it up, get the interview over, but it's, yeah, it's not great. This is a man that painted himself half black, bruv. Yeah, true. He did half blackface, fam. Like, what the fuck was that? I heard David Duke being mentioned becoming president. And I'm like, yeah, oh, so Roddy. What, what? It's too much, man. Pull up. He's clearly had one too many hits on the old uh, marching powder. 
Doctor. Yeah, Sean Mooney's with uh, Ric Flair and Mr. Perfect, and this is this is the one we were talking about. They're absolutely thrilled, you know. Perfect saying that Hulkamania is dead and over and all of that is finished, and Flair just goes absolutely nuts. The interview that Flair gives about the, you know, all those years of saying the prayers and the vitamins and all that, it's just absolutely insane. It's it's crazy Flair at his height. And I loved it. It I mean, again, for me, yeah, like we mentioned earlier, this is this is peak flair, white hot, with also one of the greatest promo people next to him in uh, Mr. Perfect, you know, and it's like Hulkamania is dead. Hulkamania is in that casket. All the years of saying the prayers and drinking the milk and all that kind of shit, you know, Hollywood's dead. No more movies, you know. (laughs) Hogan's not immortal. He's in the hospital right now, you know, and he's like, the the intensity of this interview, it is, and it was great for me to see, I love seeing Flair in WWF because oh, he's brilliant. At, at this time, you know, WWF 1991, it was the show, bro. It, it was, it was the show. And to have Flair, it was just such a shame that Flair wasn't there for, for, for longer. Um, it, yeah, it's only like a two year stint, isn't it, really? I mean, if that, yeah, it was, yeah. it was, um, one WrestleMania and, you know, some other bits either side, really. It was, well, yeah. um, I mean, yeah, barely, barely two years, but what a run. Like, oh, I mean, and this, like I say, Mr. Flair, Mr. Flair, Mr. Perfect and Ric Flair together in this. It's just fucking great, man. You know, it's, um, yeah. you know, and Heenan, throw Heenan in the mix, who's constantly on their jock straps all the time. It's just, it is, it's just absolutely great stuff, man. It's like, you know, the Heenan family plus Flair. It's great, you know. And even Heenan talks about later in the thing, he's like, yeah, tomorrow, um, tonight, we're getting on the Learjet, Mr. Perfect, and Ric Flair and myself, and we're going to um, Hollywood or somewhere. Beverly Hills, yeah. Beverly Hills, that's right. We're going to Beverly Hills, and we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving, and then we're off to Texas. You know, it's like great stuff. Rick, Absolutely Rick great. Jack Tunney as well, for some reason. I can't remember why. It was just I'm caught up in the promo, I think. It's great. Mean Gene says that Jack Tunney is talking with Hogan right now. Now, is Hogan being a bitch here, going crying off to Jack Tunney? Yes, 100 yeah. fucking percent. How many other people, when they lose the fucking title, get Tunney involved? Like, <laughs> and as Tunney rightfully says, okay... As Tunney rightfully says, the referee's decision is final, and I cannot get involved with that. Um, Fucking punk bitch. Yeah. Hogan. IRS and the natural disasters walk into shop with Gene, and they're gonna. I mean, it's not. They're not great promos, you know. Earthquake's doing his bouncing thing, and that's all. That's all fine. But they're gonna beat Legion of Doom and Big Boss Man. Jimmy Hart says it's not Jake's fault that Savage got bitten. And why he can't be a part of the match. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Good stuff, IRS man. Make, IRS, make sure that he says Tony will be audited this year. Mate, yes, right. Tony is definitely getting audited this year, man. Well, I mean, Great. That, was, that, was, that was a good end to the promo. Um, this next promo, on the other hand, 
I'm all over the place. I couldn't get anything down. It was like they're talking about sweaty socks and all sorts here. Like it's yeah, and boss man there, and they, I've just got I've just got on a paper here. Like it's a lot of shouting. Mooney gets bollocked as well for interrupting Hawk. <laughs> In the oh, what a rush! Yeah. yeah, he says, "Don't you even think about it." Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Hawk's talking about you'll be in a pile of sweaty, horrible, disgusting gym socks. Yeah, something like and that. I was like, well, if surely he was supposed to talk about you'll be a him, like garbage or, you know, natural disasters, talking about rubble or something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, he, and says, he, he says socks, yeah, so. Fucking swerves, bro. Like, <laughs> um, also, sorry, I, I watched again um, and I showed my missus this the other day. The... Um, LOD Legion of Doom power shake thing with um, Mooney, where basically you've got Hawk and Animal there showing all these things that they put in a power shake. And then as they're doing it, you've got Hawk just picking up raw eggs and just eating them whole. <laughs> it's, it's fucking great, man. Like this promo, and my missus is like, that's oh, disgusting. God. I don't want to watch that. And he's like, and then he cracks an egg in his mouth. And then just eats the shell again, oh, and they make true. this shake for 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 Sean Mooney, and Mooney has to drink it. Google it, um, YouTube it, people. Like it is, um, is yeah. It, the leech is, it better, of doom. is it better than him stroking Anvil's beard? Oh uh, no, nothing's better than that. <laughs> Nothing. That's, that's a nothing's classic. Nothing's better than that. Um, mean Gene is with Jack Tunney. Referee's decision is final. Thank God. But the rematch. Yeah. You know, and this again, another big surprise to me because I just didn't see it coming. The rematch will be at Tuesday in Texas on pay per view. I mean, I'm stunned. Can, can, can I just do you know what my thought is on this, bro? Right? I honestly feel that Hogan has said, right. I mean, I don't understand why they why why they gave Taker the title first of all, unless they were going to let him have a, a little run. Um, but I reckon Hogan's just pushed for this Tuesday in Texas thing. I'm guessing they did it so they could vacate it and have it so Hogan wouldn't have to lose to Flair at the Royal Rumble or beforehand, and they could just do Flair could win a vacant title. I mean, but it's all fucking bollocks, man. Yeah. It's all fucking bollocks. But. Like, Hogan's notorious for not putting people over, bro. It's fucking notorious. Well, like, it's funny, it's funny you mention that because after our WrestleMania 9 rant just then, you know, he doesn't want to put Brett over later no. on. No. SummerSlam, yeah. You, know, so, you talk about fucking doing business, man. Do fucking business, man. Don't, don't like you know, create problems and all these scenarios that then have to have just weird fucking things going on just so people are fucking fellating you, man, because you don't want to put people over. And it's like, you know, surely you've... I mean, that makes him a fucking mark, bro. <laughs> yeah. He's no better than us. He's no fucking better than us, man. He's the shit on our shoes, I tell thee. He's, you know, it, and don't get me wrong, you know, Hogan is, Ho, is Hogan, man. But yeah, when gone, you know what you know, isn't he? His, uh, yeah, man, you know, it, but when you know what you know, you know, there's there's notorious characters in wrestling that you know are just fucking jerks to work with sometimes, where they 
just believe their own shit, man. You know, Hogan's one of them. Shawn Michaels was another one that just created problems for people let's, when let's it came to them. There's a lot in the UK. Let's uh, let's not get that twisted. Oh yeah, don't get yeah, but um, you know, they just don't like putting people over, man. Uh, Jack Tunney says he'll be at ringside for Tuesday, and I mean he'll he'll to make sure it's all fair. What the what the fuck is Tunney gonna do? What's Tunney gonna do? He's a man in a suit. Um, Uh, Take a shit in himself. Bobby Heenan's convinced Hogan will lose again. Heenan's pissed. Yeah, he's Heenan's pissed. There's a rematch this quick. Taker should be given, you know, a few weeks off, you know, and all this. And it's it's just this quality stuff from Heenan. He's like, did anyone even ask the Undertaker? <laughs> he's like, he might not want to defend it then. He might want to wait two weeks, three weeks. Like, did anyone ask him? This is why, this is where we get to the point where they this is why they did the title change in the middle of the show. Because now they have at least an hour or so to hype this. Tuesday in Texas to the fucking moon. And that's what they do. They spend the next hour or so just going on and on and on about. Like at one point, I've even got that Heenan and Monsoon lose it a little bit because they just, all they're doing is talking about Tuesday in Texas. They've almost forgotten what's going on in the ring. Yeah, I mean, this, this Tuesday in Texas thing, it wouldn't be then, it wouldn't be done again until like 2004 with um, Taboo Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. Wow. So, you know, what we could do is actually, we'll do Tuesday in Texas, but then we'll actually do Taboo Tuesday because Taboo Tuesday was like one of those cyber ones, you know, where it was the like voting, yeah. the voting online and all that kind of shit, which I, I have Taboo Tuesday as well. Whether or not um, legit or not the voting, you know. So. Well, I don't think it was, man. It's like, like when when they were picking out the fucking WCW team that was going to represent WCW, just had Mean Gene with one of them like Tombola ball things, <laughs> pulling out bits of paper. And it's like he could just read whatever the fuck he wanted on the... Yeah, you know, it's like, so. like picking Stone Cold's number at Royal Rumble 99 all over again. That's correct, man. <laughs> That's fucking... Which you can also see in our archive bit on YouTube. Royal Absolutely, Royal man. Yeah, check that out. Um, one of oh. our best episodes, I think, man, that is. That was a good one. Really good one. Next, our next match, the Beverly Brothers with the Genius, always love the Genius, uh, and the Nasty Boys with Jimmy Hart take on the Bushwhackers. Fucking fuck me, man. The Bushwhackers. And, and uh, their tag team partners for the evening, the Rockers. Yes. For all our non-video viewers, um, Jordan is holding up the Hasbro's um, MOC, Mint on Card, um, Rockers. Uh, in Spanish, I might add. In, in Espanol. Yeah, that's right. They are, they are here officially known as Rockeros. Rockeros. Yeah. Uh, Shawn Michaels. Uh... Yes. Marty Genetti. Con el super rockero Marty. <laughs> Marty. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, and the price tag on this, I don't know if you can see it, in euros, 150. Wow. Yeah, one euro 50 cents. Or what, what was that bought? Where was that bought? It's a good question. 
I might did you buy it like a car boot sale or something? Or I get the feeling I might have to ask my mum because I think she might have bought it for me. Yeah. <laughs> because, because, I mean... Um, mum knows. Mum knows the habit. Mum knows, man. Mum knows. I mean, that that is... um. That's a great bit of, of merchandise. Um, yeah, that's a shout, shout out again. A shout out to my mum, yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout out, shout, um, shout out to Jordan's mum. And also shout out to Rene Hadjek as well in the um, WWF Hasbro universe and the WWF Hasbro generation. Um, they'll love that in, in, in that group. A nice mint on card rockers, especially en, es, en Espanol. It's like a European-based yeah. group. A lot of guys are from Austria, Germany um, and around those ways. So uh, shout out to them, man. This crowd is 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 died in this match. Yeah, I've got I've got here the crowd is dead and the bushwhackers suck. So I don't know. Hey, come on, man! Like they were getting little pops and that dude, like. Well, yeah, I mean, I think Butch (laughs) gets a little pop with it because he shows some fire on a hot tag, but like, yeah, um, oh man, like they they do suck. Let's be honest. Let's um, also um, shout out to, again, to uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan, who, when the Rockers jump in, he calls them Laverne and Shirley. Laverne and Shirley. Um, and also, it's, it's, he loses it when they say that Luke is the brains of the team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Luke, he just can't help himself. Um, the ref... Three is Danny Davis as well. Dangerous Danny Davis, I believe, in this match. Dangerous Danny. Dangerous Danny. It's um, the crowd's dead, and it's not it's not a good match, like to start with. Um Nobbs gets rid of Luke pretty quickly. And then and then this is where the commentary team just go on and on about Tuesday. And they you almost sort of you've 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 lost the action in the ring because they just keep talking about Tuesday. What's going to happen with Hogan? What's going to happen with the Undertaker? And the fans don't care about this match either. Still, and I've got yeah, even Heenan and Monsoon are switched off a little. <clears throat> Butch does get a hot tag, shows a little bit of oomph, I guess, before he gets eliminated by the Beverly Brothers from their weird finishing move, like a. Um, that well, actually, on that one, the Beverly Brothers, it was like, um, they called it like a, a spike slam or something, right? Yeah. Um, it's but like there's actually many, m- many, many a video on YouTube of one of them is just called Holy Shit, Beverly Brothers Nearly Kill Jobber. Um, yeah, it's and dangerous. oh, it's fucking da- like they they almost kill and break people next with that finisher. The Beverly Brothers are, I think, were quite disrespectful to the enhancement talent. Um, and they, they that, almost... heard that one of the Beverly Brothers is, like, I think someone else is shooting me. He said he's one of the nicest guys in the business. Probably too nice as well, they've said. What, one of the Beverly Brothers? Yeah. Um, I can't remember which one. Uh, I'm going to say both. Yeah, because... You, yeah, you got like uh, Blake and Bo because Bo was the one with the scar on his face. Yeah, Bo, the one, the, the one they're talking about is Bo. Oh right, they say he's nice. Yeah, so he's one of the nicest guys in the business. Like, sort of like would have gone a lot further if he knew how to play the game. Kind of like the page. Oh really? Yeah. Well, I yeah. think when I watch these videos of them almost killing jobbers. Yeah, you're um, not so sure. <laughs> I'm not so sure on that one, but. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, you know, it's um, 
it is what it is. But the tassel um, count on the rockers is pretty high. Fucking tassel count, yeah. Yeah, I think that's also, you know, that's and that's why Virgil was probably up there because he had a little bit of tassel action going on. Um, Bo gets pinned with a backslide. Like I said, the finishes in these Survivor Series matches are not, they're just not very good. They're just like dodgy, like odd pins, roll ups, you know, stuff like that. And um, Gorilla Monsoon gets a little dig in at Marty Gennetti. Saying, is that an alligator army sticking out for the tag? Come on, Marty. Like, <laughs> yeah. Fuck, Gino. Tell him how it is, baby. Sean's taking the beating and Marty's not exactly uh, thrusting his arm out for a tag. And this is it. This is the seeds of the breakup of the Rockers. The beginning of the end. Exactly. And I mean, there's so much to talk about on, you know, that heel turn and how excellent that was. But... That's again, that's another day. That's not coming yet. Um, Sean gets, uh, Mike picks up one of the nasty boys, I think it is, for a body slam, ends up clipping Sean in the face, and Sean gets rolled up again and gets eliminated. And <laughs> Sean blows up at Marty, gives him a little shove, and then a little bit heelishly throws him into the nasty boys and says, Go get him, go get him, Marty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and is it? It's three on one at this point, isn't it? It is one of it is Blake of the Beverly Brothers and the Nasty, the nasty Boys. Yeah, uh, Bobby um, who's Janetti, an egomaniac, thinking he can do it on his own. He, yeah. That's right. And it's it's yeah, Bobby. Bobby just you know he's saying that they that they don't get along, and you know read the magazine. Yeah, you know, all the time. But I think he was they they were setting up. Heenan was setting up for uh, Shawn Michaels to come back as a heel. Yeah. To come back as the sexy boy with, because um, they set him up with Sherry. And yeah, that, I mean, that heel turn is, is incredible. That's one of the greatest heel turns ever, for sure. Um, also, there's a story I've got on the original Strong Style tapes, yeah? I've got an original... Um, Shawn Michaels interview from a time where he was he was out of the WWF for whatever reason uh, what year uh, because there's I think in, like, I think around 99 he was sent home for turning up in no condition it was it, it was around that it might have even been earlier than that man but it might have been 99 yeah um, and he, there's a shoot interview with him where he's chewing tobacco and spitting into a cup. Yeah, and he's talking yeah. <laughs> and, and he's talking about um the reasons why they kind of the rockers because something happened and Marty went to WCW and spoke with them and said about them going to WCW and then but didn't have anything set up. Yeah, and then because they were going to ask for more money or something, it's a weird story, but it's on YouTube as well. So type in Shawn Michaels shoot interviews, short talks about Marty Jannetty or whatever. Um, you always give me the questions on the spot. Go on then. So I'm going to give you a question on the spot. What are your honest thoughts about Marty Jannetty? Do you think with a bit more of a push, he could have actually been a more successful singles wrestler? Because I thought he actually was quite a good talent technically. 
technically he's very good. I'll give you that. Like there is a move in here where I think he reverses an Irish whip into a drop toe hold, which just looked picture perfect. I really liked it. But no, I think Ginetti sort of his his main sort of run was always going to end after losing a feud with Shawn Michaels. I don't think he was any better than that. Like he won the won the Intercontinental title from Sean. Like that was great. But I never really felt that he was going to go any further than that. And I don't see how he could have gone further than that. He tagged with Al Snow, bro. How much higher can you get? For those that are listening and not watching, I've put my head in my hands because he mentioned Al Snow. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly why I mentioned Al Snow. Um, because they had the new rockers. You remember they them? The new rockers, yeah. And I just, yeah, Jeanette's not... He was perfectly fine feuding with Sean, but he was never going to go any further than that. And unless you've got, unless you've got something else you want to, unless you've got some new ideas for Marty. I, 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 I don't know, man. I think, you know, they could have, they could have probably given him a push, but it was always going to be either one of them making it. Um, you know, I don't think you could, you could have, um, both of them have a successful singles career really after that. Um, and, and let's be honest. I mean, as, as people, as contenders in the ring go and as wrestlers go, you can't really get much better than Shawn Michaels of what, what, what he's capable of in the ring. And well, this, is, this is exactly it. You're, you're always destined to be in Shawn's shadow now. And because Sean can eclipse almost anyone on a given night in the 90s, he can, you know, he even on purpose, he's trying to blow people up and like make them look silly because just because he can, he's that fucking talented. Whereas Marty, you, Marty just went the other way. Have you, um, I'm going to get a little bit uh, controversial, controversial um, now. Um, Hot take. Hot take. Have you heard the rumours about um, fucking Shawn Michaels and Vince McMahon possibly having a sexual relationship? Uh, I've yeah, yeah. You hear them on on the interviews and stuff, and you sort of you read them once or twice. I'm I'm not yeah. I'm not going to jump off the fence on that. I don't. I don't there's, there's no, there's <laughs> no point going on that hill. Yeah, you, I was going to say that's that's not a hill you're going to die on. But, not, um, a, not a chance. That is just. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah, it's, it's well. I think it's probably one of those like wrestling tales, you know, like the same thing when everyone used to say that the Ultimate Warrior was dead and stuff, and it'd been like it was a Texas tornado who came out in the face paint at WrestleMania eight and stuff like that. Like there's there's so many like wrestling rumors, aren't there? Yeah. And and loads of them are like people. Some people take it as like accepted, like the one where people say that Macho Man Randy Savage slept with. Um, oh, Stephanie yeah. McMahon. Well, there's there's the one that Sh Shawn Michaels and, and Vince McMahon have had a sexual relationship. There's like like you say the Ultimate Warrior one. Um, you know, there's so many there's like wrestling. Yeah. It's such a fucking weird world, isn't it? Like it's 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 the wrestling world, isn't it? It's just it's so weird. It's it's mad and off key, and but you love reading about it. You love seeing it. 
damn. Did we just become a dirt sheet for a second? Uh, no, because we we didn't uh, we didn't say whether it was true or not. We just okay. No. Allegedly, as as Ali G would say, allegedly. Well, yeah? to be honest, you know, Meltzer and them they don't really give facts anymore, do they? They just <laughs> they just grade matches and you know talk about how everything sucks in the WWE. So yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> like, so anyway. Marty Jannetty, Shawn Michaels. This, yeah, yeah th- this was the beginning of the end. And this was the start of... Because they'd always discussed between themselves that obviously one day they would split and try and go single. Well, yeah, they. I mean, they would sort of have to if they were going to get... They were going to move up because tag team wrestling, whilst good, wasn't the big money. Do you not, do you not think that fucking... Um, oh yeah, do you know how it started? Was because they went and did the, the some video for the music of WWF. They went, they both went and done. A, a, it all started where they went to do something, and all the individual singles wrestlers got paid, say, five hundred dollars. But then they got five hundred dollars for the pair of them that they had to split. Yeah. And then it was something like, right, no, fuck it, you know, like. You know, we're not we're not doing this forever, kind of thing. Let's just fucking try and do it now. Well, they probably weren't making LOD money, so you know they had to get out there and it's not like the Rock and Roll Express or anyone like that who just stay together forever. You know. Another question: Are the Rockers one of the um, one of the tag teams that you feel definitely should have had a title run? No, not for me. You don't think so? There were teams, there were other teams around them that, and it could, I mean, it would take me ages, but I, I feel like I could explain why they wouldn't need it. They were they were good as challengers, but. Oh, you mean uh, bastard. Sorry. I thought they would. <laughs> but the thing is, weren't there a story that they actually won the title for one night, but then it was on some they house did, show yeah. or something? They won the titles, but the rope broke. I think, I think it is out there, it's available. Um, That's correct. The rope broke. That's correct. And then they had to, they give them back and then they just pretended that it never happened. Yeah. I think they just said, oh, you know, it, one of the rules, you know, go, go into the old rule books of wrestling and said, oh, the rope broke, so it can't be official. Like, you know, silliness like that. But no, I just think that there were other teams around them that had more, had more about them to hold the titles and could do more of it. The Rockers would would always be. Ch- they would, I think they were probably too small as well at that time. Just at that time, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, they weren't they weren't heels, and you know, I mean, the world or the world right now has a cocky tag team that are small and that, and they're not my favourite tag team in the world. I think that's pretty obvious, and I don't really rate them either. So, say what you are will. we talking about the. The female ones or the male ones? Male. Okay. Um, yeah. Say, say nothing, fam. Say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and neither of those guys in that tag team are going to go anywhere near Shawn Michaels' career. So, yeah. We move on. Tag team wrestling. Uh, it, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's still pretty good at this point. Uh, they're selling Tuesday again and Tuesday in Texas. They're trying to get it over. They're trying their best. It's not, you know, I don't, did they even release that on VHS? I think we spoke about this. 
Um, I actually, I don't think they did release it. Um, I think they probably, if they did release it, they released it in in America and America only. Um, I tell you what, let's let's live. Let's uh, Tuesday in Texas. Um, VHS. I, from what I remember, it, I think maybe just right. Okay, I think it was on the Super Tape ninety two. Oh, okay, Super Tape. Wow. Super Tape ninety two, featuring the Tuesday in Texas pay per view. Yeah. There you go. So I actually have that, and I don't know why I didn't remember. So what was the other matches in that Tuesday in Texas? You had. Jake the Snake Roberts versus Macho Man, Hogan versus The Undertaker, Brett, and Brett Skinner, Hull, I think, yeah. Brett Skinner, yeah. And I, I think there was match. only four or five. I think there was a tag match on there as well. I can't remember it off the top of my head. Right. So it was on the Super Tape 92. Yeah. IRS and Natural Disasters with Jimmy Hart taking on Legion of Doom and the Boss Man in what is now our main event. Um, and this was a fucking limp dick of a match as well. Um, I think the booking was all wrong, if I'm honest. The booking was wrong, yeah. I mean... We'll get to it, yeah. The booking is... Yeah, it should have, it should have been a stronger... It should have been a stronger finish to to, to push the, the, the... You know, you, yeah, we'll get to it. And, yeah, it was a nice pop for Boss Man. Um, and then we get a Road Warrior pop. Which is you know, off the charts as usual. Yeah, dude. We get to our runner-up of the ICO Pro Award for the evening, and that's Hawk. Because he's pretty jacked here as well. No, it's it's all it's all those raw eggs that he's eating, dude, in the power shakes, bro, with the prune juice with Mooney. Watch the video, man. Yeah. The power shakes with the raw eggs that he eats, like just he oh. just eats he just eats raw eggs, dude, and they're talking about they put oysters in it and they put this in it and that in it. And dude, he just literally is just picking up eggs and just fucking eating them raw. Jesus. It's great. Um, we get a little bit from Gorilla Monsoon saying that Sean Mooney is with Hulk Hogan, and we will get back to him as soon as we can. Um and yeah, like that actually leads to nothing, which is a bit weird. IRS pins the boss man after using the briefcase. Um, it's, like I said, pretty sound. It's probably one of the better finishes in the Survivor Series, Survivor Series matches. Uh, we get a hot tag to Hawk. And this is where the, where the match falls apart because IRS hits Typhoon with a briefcase, gets eliminated. Earthquake gets livid and helps helps Typhoon walk out and they just leave. Um, but there is one more bit in from Bobby Heenan before we go. Um, he goes, you can come to my yeah. place dinner, Gorilla. Only eight bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he also talks about, he says about Detroit and he keeps going, oh, no, I can't wait to get out of here. And he goes, and Monsoon's like, what's wrong with Detroit? He's like, do you live here? He's like, no. He's like, well, there you go. And he goes, uh, no there's one good thing. Holiday in Detroit. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, yeah, there's only there's one good thing about Detroit, and that's the fact it's got an airport and that I can get out of here in the morning. Yeah. This is the bit where the booking goes wrong. Because it's now two two baby faces against one heel, which never works. And I've got even got here, Iris is pretty valiant in his defeat. 
he fights oh, and that's right i've got he holds his own and it's yeah. like you know why would you put you know why would you do that because you're just going to get people going to have um you almost want to cheer they're going to feel bad for him yeah and he's yeah he's going two against one against the tag team champions which is pretty fucking rough as it is um he tries to walk out himself uh boss man turns up in the eye away and ushers him back in and the flying clothesline from hawk wins the match like you said it's a you know, pretty limp dick of a match. It's and it's your main event when it probably should have been the first match. If they were going to go that system, they probably should have put Flair on last. They 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 should have had, but then it, is it then taken away from the whole fucking? Is it again them just blowing Hogan and just keep? They don't want to take away from that Hogan angle, so they you know. Well, yeah, they, they, I mean, they carry on talking about it. Like, the minute Hogan drops the belt, that's all they talk about. And we go, we do cut back to Sean Mooney, and he's not got Hogan with him. Oh, so um, who wins the match? So we've got um, basically uh, IRS, hold, he holds his own for a bit. Yeah, then Hawk, Hawk hits that flying clothesline. That's right. He is a flying clothesline. He tries to walk out. Bossman returns. They put him. They suplex him back into the ring, and yeah. then basically they do the uh, one, two, three, and LOD win. And yeah, Hogan is not with Sean Mooney, but Sean Mooney says that Hogan, you know, told told him all this thing. I'm like, if you're hyping a pay per view for three days time or whatever it was, you know, this this Tuesday. Wouldn't you be the guy to hype it yourself? I, when I when I rewatched this, and I saw this bit, they were hyping. They were saying in the middle of that last match, Mooney's caught up with Hogan. He's out the back. So you think, right at the yeah, end of this, get a Hogan interview. Yeah, you're going to get a Hogan interview that's going to hype it up, and he's going to be there with a fucking bandage on his head, right? He's going to be there. Bandaged up, Nick, you right. know. Yeah. Let, me, let me tell you something, Sean Mooney. Well, you know, he didn't get an interview with Hogan before the match. No, and you don't get one after. It's he's sulking. He's a fucking punk bitch. Quite possibly. He's sulking. <laughs> and yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. It's either he doesn't bother to do an interview, or that's how they've written it. I'm. I'm not sure which way it's going. Sean Mooney does a Hogan impression, and he says. Hulk Hogan said to me, brother, I'd rather do all my talking in the ring on Tuesday. Yeah, I'm sure he said exactly those words. We don't want to hear Sean Mooney say that. If anything, <laughs> we want to hear Hogan come out with his bandaged face and fucking do some roided up promo with his, yeah. you know, come on, man, at least give us that. And um, Yeah, we uh, they cut away to... Gorilla and Monsoon, they put up the little Titan Sports thing at the at the bottom to say that the show's ending, but it's not been not finished. We get an extra segment with Mean Gene in the basement of the Joe Lewis Arena. In the catacombs. Yeah, in the bowels. That's um, <laughs> right. The Undertaker and Paul Bearer. And Paul Bearer says nothing is immortal and they'll eviscerate Hogan on Tuesday. You know, the embalming's going to take place. All that, you know, Undertaker-y stuff. And Undertaker gets his bits. In. I love it when he calls him Mr. Oakland. Doesn't call it's him. It's brilliant. Yeah. 
calls him Mr. Oakland. He's uh, he shows him what's in the coffin that they've got there. And Tuesday will be the burial, and we get a gong, and that's it. I I thought that promo was really great. Even Paul Bearer, you know, oh Mr. Oakland, you know, nothing is immortal, not even Hulk Hogan. It died tonight, you know. <laughs> it's really good. Great stuff. Great stuff. And that's uh, that's that's our lot. That's Survivor Series '91. Um, there is a Tuesday in Texas. We, you know, we have mentioned that our time was pretty limited this week, so we didn't get a chance to watch it. And I'm sure we will bring that to everyone maybe in a couple of weeks' time. We like to do the rotation of WWF slash E, mainly F, and then WCW, and then who knows, maybe even ECW. I think they've put some more ECW shows on the network lately, so it'd be nice to check. Oh, yeah. I keep I keep pushing to watch a specific ECW show, and I mention it all the time because it is one of the maddest ECW shows. Um, it's um, it, it, it's absolutely crazy. Um, and I I I had it. It had it had Jericho. Um, it had so many people on there, and it is um, it's one that, uh, matter of respect, 96, okay? Okay. It is, and that is one. Have a look on the network, dude, and see if you've got it, because I have it on VHS, and I also have it on DVD. So if it's not, um, if it's not on the network, I can lend you the DVD. This is this is the VHS spring stampede thing where he has two copies because he loves it so much. Dude, <laughs> I've got to have I've got to have my dual media. You know, I've got a I've got my Delta DVD of Matter of Respect '96. Really, really great. Absolutely batch shit crazy event. Um, littered with stars, absolutely littered with stars. So that that is one that I, if we're going to do an ECW show, the first one, I really would like it if it could be Matter of Respect '96. Um, yeah, we. But yeah, we we switch it up. We're we love we're going to do. Um, what, huh? We love to change things up. We love to keep it, you know, a little bit fresh, a little bit different. Like no one wants to talk, wants to hear us talk about WWF two weeks in a row. They want to hear some WCW. They want to That's correct. talk about the NWA, you know, all that, all that really great stuff on the, on the other side of the, uh, well, not even the other side of the country. They were both East Coast, weren't they? But yeah. yeah, I mean, one was one was kind of South, one was kind of North, you yeah. know. Um, we, will, we will take our, our last few moments to thank everyone that's still watching, everyone that's watched all the other shows. We've got some, I mean, for us, it's ridiculous views on these other shows like recently and we can't thank you guys enough for sticking around watching it even if you're watching it in bits and pieces you know or using it to fall asleep to the insomniacs where are you at like you know show yourself yeah man hit the subscribe button remember everybody hit the subscribe button like we said before it's free it's you know you don't have to have the notifications up if you don't want i personally think you should that way you get to know exactly when we're on and there will be giveaways once we hit the right number of subscribers and you only have to see my pictures online you have to hit see some of chris's memorabilia like every week we got some good shit to give away 
really good. We 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 have, and we you know we 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 really want to get it to the point. We just need to, you know, we're trying to literally build this from the ground up. This podcast, we we've literally built it from out of nothing. Um, you know, so we we're trying to get it to the point where you will have myself and Jordan sitting on a couch next to each other with a nice, lovely green screen background, you know, with the Survivor Series thing behind us, you know, or the Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops podcasting behind us. You know, we want to we want to keep leveling up. You know, we want to keep, get, you know, at the moment, I think this is the format that we're doing because we started it during the coronavirus and we were doing it via video link and stuff. But we want to then up the levels. But then, you know, we, we want to do it gradually. We don't want to run before we can walk. But also when we start doing the live studio version, we want to be able to, because it's going to be a better a camera we probably have two cameras running um it's going to be a better quality that's when we want that we we want to be able to give the stuff away then you know and then we can have guests on we can have you know shout out one of the regular listeners my buddy um max not the hulk hogan um not the he hulk. is you know lovely bloke friend for a long time long time listener he listens to every he actually i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna call him out as well he um he says to me look you have to put this podcast out on friday because it gets me through the week you know and things like that hearing that is just lovely because and then i got a message on friday and it was literally this fuck's sake you son of a bitch where's my podcast <laughs> um it literally it was literally that so max apologies and he rang me today as well because i said to him yeah we're doing it on tuesday and he was like you fucking bitch you meant tuesday you meant you're doing it on tuesday it's not going to be out by tuesday like he's still like fiending for the podcast so you know it's really great that we've got and like i say shout out to maxi every single time um He's another guy that um, I've wrestled with and he's chopped the shit out of me on numerous occasions and dragged me around by my dreads and beaten the crap out of me. Um, spine busted me. He, he's got a spine buster equal to Arne. Uh, you know, oh, like no one, no one has spine busted me like uh, my buddy Max. So shout out to big man. Um, you know, and it's just lovely to hear that people are listening to it and liking it and enjoying it. And like Jordan saying, the views we're getting is just for us, it's just phenomenal. But like I say, if we can just get that subscriber count up, once we get that subscriber count up, we can then start plunging more. Because at the moment, we're just putting our own money into this and it's fine. You know, it's that's, not a problem. That's the but thing, you know, we're going to, we're going to, you know, wrestling's going to come back. Wrestling's live wrestling's going to be back really soon. And we're going to want to go. We're going to want to show everyone, you know, what we're seeing, which is, you know, albeit it's a lot of local stuff in our area. We're going to, we're going to bring that to everyone and hopefully they can see what we see. Yeah, because there's, there's not a lot of, of that on the internet. And especially, you know, we, we will be able to, we, you know, if people don't know, there are meet and greets after all these local little shows, they do meet and greets and that, you know, and we will have the fucking camera running, man. We will be getting live footage of going across the line and meeting these guys, getting the autographs, having them say a little word, you know, and you know, you know, it's going to come when we're going to get one of these guys to be like, 
Welcome everyone, this is fucking Gangrel and, and you're listening to Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops Podcast. I, I think it's more you know, that someone's going to cut a promo on us, but yeah. <laughs> like, I love it, man. That, that, yeah, as long as it's not shooting, man, fuck <laughs> it, it, you know. But yeah, th- this is what our aim is, you know, but we just really, and we really appreciate everybody, our subscribers, you know, even a week or so ago, you know, maybe three weeks ago, we were on that 150, you know, we're, we're we're on like nearly 350 subscribers now. And for us, it might not seem a lot. It's more than that, dude. It's, we're, 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 we're over four. Yeah, we're on 400, 435 or something now, or, you know? I think... So, have a look. Should we have a look? 442. 442, man. Fuck yeah. You know, and for two guys like us, you know, we're trying to build it up. This ain't no... Um, you know, we're not at the levels of some other podcasts, but I think not. our content's good. I think we keep it real. I think we have a laugh. You know, we go off on tangents and that's what it's all about. And once we can get, we can up up the subscriber count, we can then up the, the, the production value on it, um, which is what we're aiming to do. And we, we want to get about a little bit more. So yeah, thank you to everyone who's subscribed. Big up yourselves. Please, anybody who's watching this, just tap that subscribe. Please button. subscribe to the Hit channel. It now. Hit it now. Do it now. Hit it. Hit it. Hit Come it on, do it. Yeah. Do it now. <laughs> fucking elbow drop that fucking subscribe button right now. Or actually, no. Finger poke of doom. Do it. Oh, no. We're not going to talk about that, are we? Not today, baby, but we will. <laughs> that's coming. <laughs> so that's it from us. Uh, we will do our, we will endeavor to meet, you know, a bit of a time schedule that helps that better for everyone else. But like we said before, we both work, we both have very different schedules and they don't always line up. So we, we work, we do this when we can and it's, it's a lot of fun for us. So we're still going to do it when we can. So. Yeah, fucking A, man. You know, we're still going to do it when we can. And uh, to be fair, though, Jay, we, we do try and bang out one a week. There's not many weeks that we don't put one out. And I mean, even though it's been a struggle this week to get together and do it, you know, I think we're only just over a week now where we've, you know, like a few days over, you know. So it's going to happen from time to time. But then other weeks we've banged out two within 10 days. Yeah. So... You know, we, we, we're trying to do it. We're trying to not leave the people Jones in for it. Uh, shout out, Maxi. You're going to have your podcast soon, baby. Um, it's coming, you know, Max. And yeah, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. So, um, yeah, man, it's been another great one. We've had a laugh. I've enjoyed it, um, as always. Yeah, it's been brilliant. And uh, I suppose we'll see, we'll, see, we'll see everyone next week. See everyone next week. We haven't figured this out what is... we're watching yet, but... We we will uh, no. we'll let you know. We haven't even we haven't even spoke about it, but yeah, catch us on YouTube. Uh, Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops podcast on YouTube. Um, chat with us on Twitter at Chat Grapple Pops on Twitter. Uh, check us out on various podcast platforms: Podbean, Spotify, Deezer, Castbox, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Listen Notes, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, all that good shit there. And we will see you next week for another Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops podcast. Thank you everyone for watching. Stay safe. Take care.